Well, that's the key I was going to say before we got on to that. You were asking me what I saw from the six-week challenge, and there's the before and after picture. In the after picture, even though it wasn't the gains, the numbers that I was hoping for, and who knows what I could have done if I would have been more strict and all that kind of stuff. But, but in the after picture, I'm not going to say that I'm V-shaped, mm-hmm. but you, there was a semblance of that. It was a little less round. It was a little more tapered, and, and that not something that I had had before. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. I'm Clay Rufino, uh, 52, about to turn 53 next month. Uh, started here at BoomFit in December, late December, trying the six-week challenge, and uh, liked it so much that I keep continuing on. So I'm, yeah, I'm not you- pretty new to it, obviously, so I don't have probably a whole lot for you other than just my brief experience. You've but. got way more than you uh, you know you do. I'll make sure that people hearing it. Thank you for coming on the show, Clay, or on the, on the podcast. Um, when we met, and I remember when we met, you had already been working out. Like you were, I think you had worked out that morning. And so, you know, give me a little bit of context because I think your story is going to speak directly to this person who maybe is already in a good routine, right? Or we'll call it a consistent routine, but maybe they're not getting quite the results that they, or maybe they just need a little bit of a kickstart, maybe a little bit of extra motivation or something different. So give me a little bit about what, where you were the day you came in to meet with me in terms of working out and fitness. Okay. Uh, I have to go a little bit further back. Uh, About three years ago, well, it's more than that, but I'd hurt my foot and I had to get surgery on my foot. And so I'm kind of a small frame guy, but uh, I ballooned up to over like 242 pounds and I'm never over 200 pounds. So it got to a point to where I really had to do something. So I started working out more than usual and I just kind of had to say well you know I I try to not run and stuff unless I'm below 200 pounds because it's too punishing on my knees and stuff like that but um, I I figured well maybe the treadmill won't be so bad and so at any rate went from 242 down to 200 then lost my way a little bit went back to 220 came back down to about 210 and at that point in time is whenever it's just getting frustrating. You're kind of stagnant. You're doing the same thing where you're working out six. Well, I was working out sometimes seven times a week, sometimes twice or three times a day. It just depends. But I just wasn't getting over the hump to get to where I wanted to. And I saw the six week challenge. And so I thought, Hey, well, let me check into that, see what that is. And I wasn't sure about it. And so I kind of asked the question and you brought me in and then we talked about it. And I was like, well, you know, Let's see what this does and see if it can drive me down to another point. Now, here's uh, in, in you know I, we'll go back to that because I think we can we can hang out a little bit in where the three year before moment when you decided to start um, and were lost forty pounds. But I, I felt like when you came in to meet with me and tell me if I'm wrong, but I felt like you did not want to sign up. Like you were like <laughs> you just came to check it out, but you were like. I'm not going to, you know, in your head, of course, no, you you're totally correct. It. You're correct. I mean, I, I, initially I was just, cause the way it 
presented itself on Facebook, it's not because it was false, you know, false in advertising or anything like that. It's just it looked like, hey, we're doing a study kind of thing. Because I knew a, a, another guy that I know that I do beekeeping with. Um, uh, he he joined something to do with the campus that was a kind of a weight loss study. And I was like, well, let's just see what this is about. I've always kind of had a love hate thought process on CrossFit. It looked intriguing, but it can be a turnoff with people are really in your face about stuff like that, you know? And so at any rate, I came in and I was like, well, you know, let's, let's see what he has to say. It, it sounds like it's the sales pitch. And I mean, it is a sales pitch to an extent, but it's a sales pitch for you, not you. I mean me. Um, and so, yeah, I was a little leery about it and kind of, I mean, cause it's, it's not cheap. Uh, uh, but, what was being offered was very intriguing to me. The diet, the the coaching, and, you know, whenever I work out before here, it's just what I think I should be doing, you know, yeah, so from tell experience. Me, no, and, and, I, and I totally get where you're at, right? You know, I was just, this past weekend, um, it was my, uh, I went and saw my two brothers, and we are at, believe it or not, we ended up at this uh, rugby Houston has a rugby football team or rugby team. And it, it, we just so happened to be at the game because my nephew is on a team. He's like 11 and they were having their little game before the big game. And I didn't hang out for the big game. But when I'm walking by, there's this tent and they are marketing, kind of advertising for a free trip or $500 Amazon gift card. Right. And I'm with my younger brother and we stopped because we were waiting, you know, as my nephew was not out on the field yet. And I meet with this woman and, you know, we're talking about this and she's like, we'll spin the wheel. And, you know, here I win a trip to Chicago and, you know, it's like, okay, now come fill this out. And then, okay, you got to come to this appointment and then come see our timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but I totally get your framework mindset, right? Because in that moment, and you know, she promises and guarantees this is, you know, you just, you got to pay $20 for the appointment, but it's a free trip. I don't have the time to go down to Houston in March, you know, for a day for a, you know, 90 minute presentation of XYZ. Now my little brother actually signed up for it. So he'll be at the presentation. I told him, okay, if you get the trip, you get to, you get to give it to me and my wife. <laughs> but the, uh, I, I share that story because I think oftentimes we're put in these positions yeah, and, and I will right. say this, sometimes they end up being false or, you know, scams or what is your now interpretation of what what that what that ad, what that consult, what that program, that six week challenge that you did with Kyle, obviously being a part of the CrossFit program that you were skeptical of? Right. Give me now kind of the afterthought of something like that. Well, I'm, I'm kind of I mean, but not kind of. I'm hooked. I, I I have mentioned it to several other people. I now when i because i still work out other places too besides here when i'm done here but i mean this this is my actual workout everything else is kind of just a relaxing what i was really wearing myself out with before is just a relaxing workout compared to what i do here i really love what we do here and i look at people and I go, well, they could probably do it should i approach them about it you know and i, I mean i well you invited josh last week or a couple i guess I'm, now almost a month ago yeah and so and there's a couple, there's probably like three more maybe they'll come in Friday uh, to just kind of check it out and I mean it's it's one of those things though the beauty of this is is if you like it you like it yeah and, if you and, don't you don't but and I, I almost feel like your story is kind of that like skeptic turned like 
you, you it's know, like, like the born again Christian deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but so, why do you think people are skeptical of CrossFit or you know of something like this? Uh, I mean, well, for one, you look what you see is on TV, and you might see the CrossFit Challenge or whatever on ESPN, and they're doing crazy amounts of stuff. I mean, they're obviously elite athletes. Well, I don't know that people realize that there's scale downs to all of those things that um, you can build up to something and you don't have to do all those. You don't have to compete. You don't have to uh, it. I think it's just when people start doing it, you kind of like people that, you know, you're like, and you haven't done it yourself. You're like, are they really doing any of that? You know what I mean? And so, oh, and they're posting, you know, WAD and, you know, EMOM and all these acronyms that nobody knows what they mean unless you're doing it. And so it was just kind of a, I don't want to say a, a kind of a turnoff to it, to the, you know, like, are they really, are they legit? Are they really doing what they're supposed to be doing? And, and what and have you of, found now being in it? I I love it. I mean, I, it, it's, it's way more honest than what I thought it was going to be. Um, and it's not... It's not the, you know, I mean, you see the plant fitness commercials, the lunkhead or whatever, the lunks or whatever, where they're, you know, give her the hiss of shame, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But um, you probably have to cut that out, don't you? <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, you see these commercials and things of other other places, and 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 they represent it that way. And I mean, I'm sure there are some that are like that, but that's not the, uh, it's not what it's like. It's more of a family community kind of thing, and everybody's helping each other out, and it's not the yell at you and jump in your face and all that kind of stuff that is kind of a turnoff to me it, it's just an encouragement and a okay correct this or it's it's i don't know it's hard to explain yeah no i feel like man you've done so great and you're so coachable and you're learning and your workouts are getting you know more more challenging and i feel like the jerk though the movie with steve martin where he's trying to clap his hand and stomp his feet at the same time whenever i'm doing just the most simplest of things that you guys do you know but i do notice that occasionally I, I improve on in an area and it and it's nice i mean it's just like the other day when we did the the handstand well i, I a number one throughout my life i've never been able to do a, you know a, like a freestanding handstand for any length of time period um but it really made me apprehensive to flip up you know because all the other handstands we've been doing kind of crawl up the wall and it feels a little awkward but it's still not too scary but just letting yourself flip over that was kind of scary but when i did it then i just wanted to keep doing it and do it you know what I mean? yeah, so, so cool yeah you even stayed after class to do more yeah it's i mean so i mean i know it's silly for a 52 year old man to go oh i like doing that you know but i it was it was an accomplishment it's a small accomplishment but it was something that i enjoyed and thought was okay well i i, I can do that you know and so there's a lot of little moments like that yeah. that's the biggest one i can that sticks yeah. out in my mind so but. so three years for i guess three or four years ago you're 245 you said four, 242 242 pounds don't give me too many <laughs> <laughs> i'll remember that number that's what i was whenever i started my journey well, put it to you this way when i was 31 32 i was 135 pounds 140 pounds uh, my metabolism slowed down just a little bit, I, and I was working out regularly, and so I got up to about 165. But I've always had a hard time putting on weight. Um, so how did you go from 160 to one to 240? Well, it was a long journey. Uh, I went. I actually got up to about 185. It was all great weight, um, muscle. Yeah. yeah, and then um, and then I started eating. We moved to Iceland, and I, I started eating a little goofy there. 
And so I got up to 195, and I... <laughs> So I wanted to lose the weight, and Atkins was real big at that time. So I tried Atkins, and it's like, like in a week, I dropped down to 185, and then, uh, and then I d- stopped doing it, and then I dropped down to 175, and then I dropped down to 165, and in a quarter course of like a month and a half to two months, I dropped down to 150. Well, I had something called Graves' disease; it's a hyperthyroidism, mm. and so I dropped down to 150. Wow! And uh, what they had to do is kill my thyroid, so that thyroid. If you know, I mean, it, it, it helps you with your metabolism and that kind of stuff. Wow. So I have to take a pill. So I'm at a constant metabolism at all times. And so it's pretty well calories in, calories out for me. So it, I had to stay active. And whenever I couldn't run anymore after I hurt my foot, I went from like 190, 195, Even taking 200. Pill, yeah, taking a pill. Yeah, because it, it doesn't adjust because, it level, you know, there's certain levels that you can't use it like as a weight loss drug. Yeah. Right? You know, so... So, so 240 crept up, man. You were there. It took a couple of years, three years maybe. But, yeah, it just kept going and going and going. And, of course, you know, I still ate like I would normally eat, which was junk, you know. And so some of it, I mean. but And then you began the what I will call infamous yo-yo, which is probably gain, you know, lose 40, gain 20, lose yep. 10, gain 20, lose 15 gain 30 just trying to reset the so you know down okay. you're i mean you're an intelligent person i feel like right now you're understanding your diet in a new way you you work out regularly try to take yourself apart from you and look at it at as a, a, a i'm a study i'm observing and i'm studying how this happens why do you think we, that happens with people like why do you think you were the yo-yo right the up and down up and down like I think it's twofold. I think one, you get to a point to where you're like, oh, well, I'm doing pretty good. That's that's good. So it's not really going to hurt to to do this or skip that or eat one of these or you know whatever. It, 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 if it's just that way once or twice, it's not a big deal. But then it becomes more of a habit as opposed to to just a one time. You know, because I mean you can't adhere. I mean I guess you could, but what's fun is it to adhere to a strict diet of only this, this, and this, you know, um, there was there a lot of frustration in that gaining, losing, gaining, losing. It is. And that was the other aspect of it is, is that you get to a point you get stagnant. It's like, it doesn't matter what I do, you know? And so what does it matter if I eat this or, or don't work out? Cause it's still, it's within a one or two pound, you know, fluctuation. What was the biggest fluctuation that you had? Uh, well, I was down to 196, and then I don't know how long it took, but it didn't take very long to get back up to 220. And then I fought to get back down to 210, and that's whenever I came in came in here. And at that time, you were working out six days a week? Probably seven days a week, if you count swimming and biking and running. Yeah, and so. did you feel stuck, like a plateau? Well, in the fact that, yes, you're, yeah, plateau is the, the key t- term for it for me. I say, you use that a lot. It's just you're doing all this and you your your meals haven't necessarily changed. So why is it, you know, I think your body adjusts to what you're doing after a period of time. And so when you started six week challenge, what changed? Like how did you overcome because where are you at right now? I don't even look right now. Oh, okay. Because so, I feel uh, good. So where, where did you let's I'm around two hundred. Where where did you finish? Like what was your final six week results? Do you rem- remember? I know we have a picture of you somewhere. <laughs> No, I do. I, do. I don't I remember because it. I had unrealistic goals probably for the weight loss for here, um, and plus it was during the holidays, which yeah. made it much more difficult. 
so I kind of factored that into the to the equation of that. But um, I think it was like almost three percent body fat loss, which wasn't as much as which was really unrealistic for me, which what I was hoping for. But it was it was a good. I was pleased with it. Yeah, and uh, so I think we started at eighteen percent. Yeah, was that right? Eighteen or nineteen percent? I could look. I could look it up. And but. so it was down, and so it was it was rubbing up on where I kind of wanted to be. So uh, let's let's break that into. I tell people a six week challenge consists of two things, right? A nutrition plan with a coach and a workout plan. Right. Both of which were for you at the time new, right? Because you'd never done uh, CrossFit, even though you were already working out, right? What did you learn in each one? So, like, what did the nutrition plan teach you? Well, I, that I can eat smaller portions and and not be stupid hungry at the end of the day. Um, I, I ended up having to add a little bit of protein because I was losing muscle mass. Um, but um, but that being given, I mean, the things that I were eating, it's all things I like anyway. Uh, and so just the portions that I, I do, I, it's hard to give up the carbs. Uh, yeah. But, and you knew that you were losing muscle mass because you were doing the in-body, right? So you right, could right, monitor right, right. that. And that's how we knew. Every yeah. two weeks. And so many times, I, I, I find myself saying this. That's a really neat thing. There. Oh, my goodness. Every day that I'm meeting with people. You know, we have the normal, that kind of sold you. I mean, it sells the the six week challenge. We a have little the bit. normal scale. We have the normal scale in there, but we have the in body as well. And I always tell people that the normal scale tells you one number. And especially if you go back to when you were yo yoing, like going back and forth, maybe people celebrate losing twenty five pounds. But what if you lost all you know water and muscle, right? And you lost no fat. Well, that's the key. I was going to say before we got onto that, you were asking me what I saw from the six week challenge. And there's the before and after picture. And I mean, I wasn't horrible before, but in the after picture, even though it wasn't the gains, the numbers that I was hoping for, which again, were a little bit unrealistic, not knowing, you know, what I was going into. And, and you didn't promise anything, obviously. So, I mean, I, I did, and who knows what I could have done if I would have been more strict and all that kind of stuff. But, but in the after picture... I'm not going to say that I'm V-shaped, but you there was a semblance of that. It was a little less round. It was a little more tapered, and and that not something that I had had before. And yeah. so, so tell you, me on the visually, you, you I could, could see that maybe I didn't lose the weight I wanted to lose. I just moved it around to more uh, well, aesthetically pleasing. And, you know? and I'll, I'll often tell people, look, if it, we have multiple metrics, right? We have right. pictures, we have measurements, we have body fat percentage, and obviously we have... Uh, and I lost in measurement yeah. too. So we're not just measuring... Plus, the, the, other, the other thing that a lot of people never factor is how you feel. Like if you, know, if you feel <laughs> awesome comparatively to how you started anything and where you felt awful... Like that's a metric, you know, it's hard to measure because, you know, the in-body is really clear. You're at 20% and now you're at 18, but right. you don't know. Maybe when you start, you know, coming in, your, your energy tank is low, your motivation's no, depression's high, and then you finish and all those things are improved, but you don't have a way of measuring them. And that's another big thing of it is, is that, yeah, I do feel better. So, I mean, that, that I like the people. I like how I feel. Um, I get frustrated that I can't do some of the things that I want to be able to do, but I mean, that's with anything. And, but 
like I said, I'll work out here. And if I go do my regular workout, that's the relaxing, you know, it's a, yeah. So let's, <laughs> I, I, I do want to ask you about that because you say that you do multiple workouts sometimes a day. Right. And I mean, you know, I, you're, you're not old, but you're 52, yeah, I'll right? Be 53 next 53 month. 53 next month. And so like, what do you do? Like how, you know, you work out here and then do you go to, to go to planet fitness and do it like a, like a buys and tries or like, yeah, exactly. I mean, cause that's the way I grew up. You know, you work chest and back on one day, you do buys and tries on another day, you do shoulders and, and whatever the next day. So basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my weightlifting days. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'll do the, um, uh, like the stair climber cause it's, Oh yeah. I like that. And then I'll do abs that, you know, do ab works there. And then Saturdays I'll Tuesday, like Tuesday evenings, I'll run with my wife. We'll run five or three miles. And then on Saturdays, we'll run in the morning with a running group that she likes to do. And, and you're here every, pretty much every morning at eight as well. Every morning here at eight. And then on Saturdays, I'll do the nine o'clock. So, but I'm going to try know, the 10 o'clock, I think. Maybe. If, we'll if I'm, you know, if I'm listening to this interview, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this guy is working out all day. I know it's like my job, right? But, but well, you're retired. I am is, retired. Yes, you know, so. awesome. And so, and, and I hope one day that I work out as much as you do. That would be really cool. Um, but tell me, like, how do you approach nutrition? How do you approach recovery? How do you, you know, what I mean? Like, there's some maintenance needed for your body. I don't know if I'm doing that right. Um, because I know that I'm supposed to eat the, you know, the the post meal workout. But I don't get to do that because I usually go leave here. I'll go to Planet Fist and work fitness and work out, and then go home and then I'll do my post. So I'll usually drink a, a protein shake between here and there, but I'm not getting the carbs in until I get home. So I don't know if that. I yeah, kind of so try like, to continue. No, con- no. I kind of consider it as a continuous workout, even though there's like a 15 no, or 20 minute it's break. It's a fantastic conversation. So what I would do if I were you, if I'm going from like eight, asked. eight to nine, well, we, we'll do it right now. Other people are listening, <laughs> so they'll get the information. So. 8 to 9 a.m. CrossFit, we'll call it, and then we'll call it 9.15, 9.30 to 10.30, Planet mm-hmm. Fitness, I would have a recovery shake that actually has carbohydrate. So I would, pro- and again, you can do a banana with the protein, right? Same thing, 30 grams of carbs in the banana, 30 grams of protein, ingest that on the commute, and then go, or whatever you're drinking right there, but you just need carbohydrate to continue this, you know, this workout, plus if you wanted to, you know, spend more money on supplements, um, there is a value in branch chain amino acids. So liquid form. Well, like the, they have the BCAs are in. They're in protein powders as right. well. Now I don't know if they always have been or not. But yeah, they always have been, and so. Um, but there is. That's not enough. It well, should be more. I drink a protein shake after my workout, but I also drink BCAAs during my workout. Um, and you got to remember that what we're doing in this is a very strenuous. Like if you look at today. I mean, it was, uh, depending on what level or what you did, but if you, it's a 15, 20-minute effort of very high-intensity movements. Like you take a rope climb, a muscle-up, another ver- you know, bar muscle-up, and it, it's any workout is demanding so much, right? So water, right, is, is good, but it's not giving you what you need. Now, for the average person probably okay as long as they're fueling immediately after the workout replenishing glycogen glycogen replenishing intake from the effort they just did but for a person like you who's now getting in the car going to the gym to do more what's going to happen is you'll start breaking down muscle right which is what you do during a workout right but you're now breaking down more muscle in another workout and your body is saying okay how am i going to 
how am I going to fuel this effort? And so it starts actually using muscle to fuel that. Yeah. And so it's not going to um, work as efficiently. And you don't want, like before I work out, I will always have on the, in the morning, I work out at five, I do a banana and then a 32 gram protein shake. So it's a, you know, low fat, low carb protein plus about 30 grams of carbohydrate. If I was going to go to another workout at 6 a.m., I would just do that again. And then after that second workout is where I would probably do another shake and then, you know, another meal. So it's thinking about it more so like this is the two and a half hours for you that demands the most energy because that's what working out is. That's what calories are. So if I'm demanding the most energy in a period of time, that's why when you run a half marathon, you're needing to fuel throughout the race. So like for me, I ran... Um, I ran full marathons. I've done a half Ironman. And one of the things that you do, well, obviously you go to every water stop and drink water and Gatorade, but you do goose, right? Or whatever you want. I did goose, but pretzels don't work that great. (laughs) I I would do goo, which was about a hundred calories, pretty much straight carbohydrate, um, every 15 to 25 minutes throughout that effort because what's happening is you're doing a constant demand, right? Yours is different, right? You're CrossFit class isn't like a 60-minute run. No. You got some... Well, kind of is. <laughs> depending on the day. You got some highs and lows in terms of effort needed, demanded, and energy. But then you're going to do it again in a different way. And so for you, you just want to get your body... You're going to build more muscle. If You'll notice if you did an in-body, for example, every two weeks, and you started in, in improving in your recovery with your nutrition, a dramatic change in building muscle. You know, and for you, you know your body. Like, if if you feel like that's too much nutrition, you know, I've had somebody up here. I'd say, well, eat half the banana before and half the banana after, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that's the cool part is you get to be your own experiment. Uh, I try to do a shake before I come at eight, but it's just the protein shake, and then. Um, and so for you, because you're doing another workout after, I'd put more. Car- I'd actually in- ingest some carbohydrate before, along with the protein. Okay. Like I do on the way to the gym. I was just worried about that being too much because I. No, and I get it. When you're so, you know, I I was 242 pounds when I started my fitness journey. So for me, I always had this kind of like fat kid mentality, right? Right. And when you have that kind of like I'm overweight mentality, it's it's very fear based to eat. Like if I eat yeah. carbohydrate, I'm going to get fat. Well. There's some truth to that, but... I mean, I love carbohydrate. I mean, that's the hardest part of this whole deal, you know. It's but not... the truth of the fact is you're about to do two and a half hours of fitness. So eating carbohydrate is okay. Now, if you're about to go sit at a desk for two and a half hours, we don't need any carbohydrate. Right. And so, you know, and then you're, it's not like you're eating donuts before your workout. You're eating like a banana. You're eating healthy carbohydrate. So, you know, but understand that the... The fear, it comes from, oh, is it, you know what I mean? And so that's where, you know, this is a great conversation because I guarantee you there's people. So I just throw an apple in the truck. Yeah, and throw then, an apple. I personally love like the banana fuel. I like bananas, food. but then after a while. The cutie they... oranges, um, I do two of those. Um, but you want to you wanna kind of uh, 25 to 30 carbs is, is a good number. And then uh, about the same amount of protein. And then, um, but now let's kind of go back. So. For you working out that much, like, is your body aching more? And that's the funny thing is, is that I don't. I mean, every once in a while, I'll have you know, 
depending on because I hate squats and that's it's like squat fit. It's not CrossFit, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's. But I actually have learned to like them some. But but I will get some soreness from the squats every but like not bad, not like if it's the first time I've ever worked out. But you know my other workouts, I think where like do more wear and tear than the crossfit does for what i've been doing so far i mean i haven't done a lot of kipping or anything like that so i haven't no but just bench press on my shoulders you know that that i know i didn't do anything here that was on my shoulders and then i bench press and i feel soreness but i don't feel soreness from the things i've done here so i did the exact same thing you did 12 years ago um, I started cross. I, I, I went to my level one. It's hard to give up the other one whenever it I, is. I, I, w- I felt like for a year I did what you did, what you're doing. And it may very well, cause I, it, it's kind of like the safety blanket. Cause what if I don't stick with CrossFit, you know, or what if I hurt myself in CrossFit and then I've lost all that I've done, so you know, with the other. Yeah, so, so, so it, that's kind of the mindset. Yep, I came back from my level one and I really was like, okay, I love CrossFit. And at the time I was a personal trainer, but, um, and I had a personal training business, but I didn't have a CrossFit gym. So I actually found a CrossFit gym. It was in a guy's garage and he was one of my instructors at my CrossFit certification. So I told him, I go, I'm going to come sign up. And I signed up for three months in his, in his garage for the summer. The summer was hot, you know, and that summer I really learned how to do CrossFit. But what I, what I did is exactly what you did. I would go to his garage at like 3 PM. He had like a time, you know, it was like me, his mom, uh, like one other person, right? And there was a day that maybe all we would do is like five sets of three overhead squats. That's it. And I don't even know how to overhead squat, so I was didn't do that much weight. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I got it? done with that workout. I was like, man, that wasn't a workout. So I'd go, and at the time, I was a trainer at the Aguiland Fitness Dome. Oh, these are definitely workouts. That's my The other one is my, my relaxing yeah. workout. But, yeah. But I just don't want to give it up. So I went back, and I would go to the Aguiland Fitness Dome, and I would do like a back and by workout. You know? And then... I did that. Well, what the reason I stopped was about the fall. I started kind of really having some uh, rhomboids and just kind of like shoulder uh, impingements. And it was, I mean, it, overuse is why. I was doing right. too much, right? Because so much of, well, CrossFit demands in full range of motion, very functional movements, but you're putting your body through the strenuous, strenuous movement. So does the other stuff, right? Like, so does right. dumbbell bench press or... Uh, cable flies or you know lateral raises upright rows you know right and so i ended up kind of saying after about a year of dealing with this rhomboid and i got acupuncture i said you know what i'm just all in crossfit and that's what i do you know for 11 years yeah i mean i've talked to a lot of guys that do crossfit and that was a fear too of, of crossfit also is that you know i hurt my spine and all that as i'm doing it i think I think it's people that are maybe pushing themselves in such a way that, you know, they're trying to keep up with everybody else. I'm not worried about keeping up with everybody else. I'm just trying to do what I can do without hurting myself. So I don't, I'm not going to say I won't get hurt, but the propensity for harm is much less, I think, than what I expected it to be. And I'll say this. I think the propensity exists for anything, right? Yes. If you play sports, how many soccer players have torn their ACL and then torn their other ACL? How many, you know, football players, you know, I mean, there's so many different injuries in sport. And so it's like driving. How many people that drive a car get in an accident? Exactly. And how can we be safe? Well, in sport, it's hard because when you are... You don't control everybody else. You you, That and something comes out of you in, in competition 
that is, a, you know, I've seen people here that swore up and down they weren't competitive, and my wife. And then you see her, and when she started doing CrossFit, I was like, man, she's competitive. You know, I never knew that. It's pretty cool, right? Well, in sport, a person comes out that exists within you, right, that pushes themselves harder than the average person that exists in you. But it doesn't mean that that's bad. It just, you're gaining wisdom when you get hurt. Like for me, if I, I mean, I hurt myself in my rhomboid, not because of CrossFit, but because of the other types of workouts. Right overuse and so and then i've i've tweaked myself here you know just it, and i learned it's gonna happen it's I mean, like a car accident it's like but not you never to the level it. i thought it could happen you know yeah, i mean I, so. it's 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 really learning from those mistakes right and we'll call them injuries if they you know but to think that oh i'm gonna live my whole life and never dink a bumper on a car or i mean there might be a person i mean i've i've backed into things that i'm not proud of and yes, you know I'm got right. in accidents or speeding tickets and you learn from those moments and i think this is the same right it's just kind of accepting that hey i may but i'm gonna work really hard not to and i got a coach who's watching me and that's what we do right like don't increase the weight <laughs> i've told you that before hey right. we're gonna go back down <laughs> Because it doesn't look good, and then listen to the coaching exactly, and submit to that authority in the class, as opposed to somebody just saying, "Hey, I'm going to do whatever I want because I want to go heavy and I want to go hard," you know? Right. Well, I, I mean, when I started, it was do the six week challenge, get where I want to get, and then go back to go back to just doing what I was doing, and then it got to well, let's do both for as long as I can do CrossFit. And then I always have the other one to fall back on. And now where I'm at is, do I want to just do the CrossFit and like at your at your year point, you know, and just give up the other, you know, or some of the other. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like retirement for like my brother. He retired recently also, and it was hard for him to think about not going. Am I going to be able to cover this? Am I able to do this? And and I kept telling him, yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be more busy, but you'll really enjoy it, you, you know. And, and so he did. And now he's like, you know, oh, I highly encourage anybody. to yeah, you know, go all in, right? <laughs> yeah. I agree. And, so, and for me, I've gotten in the best shape of my life with CrossFit. And it never gets old, <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, and I, I have concerns, you know, because of my age. But then I see—I don't know his full name—but one of the other, the doctor that comes in, I see him on Rick. Saturdays here. Yeah, yeah, Alfred. Uh, I, and I saw him at the hospital when my wife was getting her shoulder surgery. But um, and we talked about it for a long time. But he's what sixty-two. So I mean, it's like well, I can, you know, another ten years. I mean, either way, it's it is at least yeah. I can. I mean, if he can do it, not that I that I'm anything that he is, but there's potential that I can be, you know, that's so. And I think that because CrossFit in the last decade has really grown so much, like we have yet to see those stories play out. I also think we've yet to see the people who start CrossFit at like 12 and 13 and kind of what they become at 25, 30. Right. And so, um, it, but I think that there's a new level of fitness that CrossFit's created, right? Uh, longevity. So if you go to a CrossFit level one certification, if you actually research CrossFit, like Inc., their whole entire uh, program and, and platform is for longevity. It's for as you age, you're becoming healthier, right? Right. And that's so that's opposite of what people think because of the ESPN and the CrossFit games. It's like they think, oh, they're just trying to produce, 
you know, these amazing athletes and, and they actually redirected their entire, they, you know, this is more probably than you care to know, but like a year and a half ago, they fired all their media and they're kind of relaunching their brand, even though it's the same, more towards longevity because yeah. that interpretation that you got is what everybody had is, oh, that's not for me. And what they really want to hardcore. Say, that's right. It's too hardcore. I mean, it's hardcore. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. mean, I, I get a, I, I, I love how I feel after I'm here, but, uh, but it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So, okay. Last question. This is what I ask everybody. See, you, you thought you didn't have anything to share and we've been on this thing for 30 minutes. Um, I, I ask everybody, the name of the podcast is building better people. And so that statement, that, uh, those three words are kind of the what I would say the motivator for the gym. The thing that drives us to continue to do what we do is to help people understand and teach people the fact that when you start exercising and eating healthier, it, it makes you a better version of you. And so for you, you know, you've 52 years old, you've been working out, you know, for a large part of your life, but you've also been overweight and you've been out of shape. What what does that mean to you? How's that true for you? I mean, it, I feel better whenever I do this. I met a whole new group of people that are, are really encouraging and enjoy them. I mean, it's not, it's not something that I need. It's nice to have, though. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and like, it's a, it's a community. It's uh, the the learning to eat better. It's silly sounding, but you kind of feel better that you are doing better. You know what I mean? That you are eating better. That you're not. I mean, I still don't get me wrong. I'll eat a something that not good for me but uh but day in day out it's 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 this amount my body seems to function better i seem to function better once again thanks for listening if you live in bryan college station we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs if you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial visit us at boomfitbcs.com that's boomfit bcs.com